Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bible Prophecy Radio. I'm your host, Albert Hardy. Today I want to read something kind of interesting to me because Israel has uh, put out a coin with the picture of Cyrus and the picture of Donald J. Trump. Wow. So they're comparing Cyrus, a pagan king, to Donald Trump. Huh. Interesting. Cyrus did a lot for the Jews, even though he was not a Jew. So let's go to Isaiah 45. I want to read this whole chapter to you, and I want to discuss some things here that you may never have seen before. Verse 1, this is what the Lord says to Cyrus, his anointed one, whose right hand he will empower. Isn't God empowering Donald Trump? Yes. Before him, mighty kings will be paralyzed with fear. Isn't that what he's doing? Yes. Their fortress gates will be opened and never shut again. That's really interesting. This is what the Lord says. I will go before you, Cyrus, to or and level the mountains. Now, in the Masoretic text, as in the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Greek version of the Old Testament, it reads the swellings. The swelling. I will level the swellings. Uh, could that be the settlements? Hmm. I will smash down the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you treasures hidden in darkness, secret riches. Interesting. Donald has a lot of those, seems to me. I will do this so you may know that I am the Lord. The God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. Huh. And why have I called you for this work? He's working. Believe me, this guy is a worker. Why did I call you by name when you did not know me? Donald Trump is a newbie Christian. It is for the sake of Jacob, my servant, Israel. My chosen one, I am the Lord, and there is no other. You're going to see that verse repeated over and over, about three times in this one chapter alone. I have equipped you for battle. Donald Trump appears to enjoy the battles he goes through every single day. That's interesting. Though you don't even know me. So... All the world from east to west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There's that phrase again. I create light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. Open up, O heavens, and pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide 
so salvation and righteousness can sprout up together. I, the Lord, created them. Wow. What sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? That seems really stupid to me. Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does a clay, uh, does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, Stop! You're doing it wrong! Does the pot exclaim, How clumsy can you be? No. How terrible it would be if a newborn baby said to its father, Why was I born? Or if it said to its mother, Why did you make me this way? One of my sons um, actually asked me something similar to this. He said, why did you make me in the first place? And I said, because life is good, and we wanted to share that with you. Verse 11, this is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and your Creator. This is not Allah we're talking about. This is Jehovah. Do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? I am the one who made the earth and created people to live on it. With my hands, I I stretched out the heavens. All the stars are at my command. I will raise up Cyrus and Donald Trump, I'm adding that, granted, to fulfill my righteous purpose, and I will guide his actions. Wow! Cool! He will restore my city, New York City, that's interesting, and free my captive people, and that would maybe be talking about the Jews, without seeking a reward. Donald Trump is not being paid. He is using that money to advance charities. He's giving it all away without seeking a reward. It's very interesting. There are many parallels to Cyrus here. I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, have spoken. Verse 14. This is what the Lord says. You will rule the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, and the Sabaeans, the Cushites in Hebrew. They will come to you with all their merchandise, and it will all be yours. In other words, maybe, the trade that goes on with these countries will be yours, Cyrus and or President Trump. Interesting. They will come to you with all their merchandise, and it will all be yours. They will follow you as prisoners in chains. That's interesting. They will fall on their knees in front of you and say, God is with you, and he is the only God. There is no other. See, he will set a right example, and other people will know God as a result. Cool. Truly, O God of Israel, our Savior, excuse me, our Savior, you work in mysterious ways. All craftsmen who make idols will be humiliated. 
they will all be disgraced together. And see, this is prophecy because it's future tense. But the Lord will save, he will save the people of Israel with eternal salvation throughout everlasting ages. They will never again be humiliated and disgraced. For the Lord is God. He has created the heavens and the earth and put everything in place. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. Now, I just want to interject one thing right here. There's a different word used for the word world and the word earth. I find that fascinating because the world, to me, includes the universe. The universe. God created the heavens, that's all the rest of it, and the earth. He created the heavens and the earth, and he put everything there in its place. He made it to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. It's not his intention to keep the old heaven. It's going to be a new heavens and a new earth, according to chapter 66 and the book of Revelation. And that's in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 66. Let's just go there a second. This is Isaiah 66, verse 22. As surely as my new heavens and earth will remain, so you always will be my people with a name that will never disappear. Now, how could that be if all the stars and the planets aren't going to be full of people? Well, it, it would disappear eventually, but not with a new heavens and a new earth. Well, what's new about them? Well, life. There'll be people on them. That's my understanding of this. All humanity will come to me, come to worship me from week to week and from month to month. Wow. God says, I am the Lord and there is no other. And that's the phrase he says over and over throughout this chapter, 45 of Isaiah. He says, I publicly proclaim bold promises. Now, I would say that if he promised to create heavens and earth full of people and fill all the universe with people, that would be one gigantic, bold promise. He says, I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. We believe God is so obscure, so untouchable, unre unreachable, that we can't get there. But that's not true. That's not what he says. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. I, the Lord, speak only what is true. Allah tells lies. And he promotes lies. How can you trust him? 
I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare what or only what is right. So we can trust him. Here God says, I publicly proclaim bold promises. Now what could be a more bold promise? What could be a greater project than filling the entire universe with people who love and know God? Think about that. He says, I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. To seek me if I could not be found. He can be found. Yes, he can. And he listens to our thoughts. He knows you thoroughly, so much so, much better than you know yourself. Do you know how many hairs are on your head? No, no idea. I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare only what is right. Allah doesn't do that, does he? No. Verse 20, Isaiah 45. Gather together and come, you fugitives, from surrounding nations. What fools they are who carry around their wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Know anybody that does that? I do. Consult together, argue your case, get together and decide what to say. Who made these things known so long ago? What idol ever told you they, they would happen? Well, that'd be none. For there is no other God but me, a righteous God and Savior. There is none but me. There he says it again. Let all the world look to me for salvation. For I am God, and there is no other. Over and over, he's telling us this. I have sworn by my own name. I have spoken the truth, and I will never go back on my word. Every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will confess allegiance to me. Now, where have we heard that before? And let's check out Romans 14, verse 11 for a second. Romans has 16 verses. Uh, 14, 11. Uh, let's see. Let's start in, in 10. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we all will stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scriptures say, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will confess and give praise to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Verse 13. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. Wow. Now, this all, some people use that to, to show that it's universal. Every single human who ever lived will be saved. But that's not what this is saying, in my opinion, at all. 
because he says there will be nothing left of the house of Esau. Whoa. So God means business, and he can take away life just as well as he can make it. Now let's go back to Isaiah 45. Verse 24, the people will declare, The Lord is the source of all my righteousness and strength, and all who were angry with him will come to him and be ashamed. That's for sure. In the Lord, all generations of Israel will be justified, and in him they will boast. Then on to verse four, or chapter 46 for a second too. Bel and Nebo, the gods of Babylon, bow as they are lowered to the ground. Wow. They are being hauled away on ox carts. The poor beasts stagger under their weight. Behold, or I'm sorry, both the idols and their owners are bowed down. The gods cannot, and this is a little g god, cannot protect the people. The people cannot protect the gods. They go off into captivity together. This will be the end of idol worship. When Jesus returns in all his power and glory, there will be no gods left. The world will be shaken down to the ground. Every wall shall fall. And so on. But we'll get into that in another episode. In verse 3, he says, Listen to me, you descendants of Jacob, all you who remain in Israel. I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I cared, or I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you, and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Sounds like chapter 45. Some people pour out their silver and gold and hire a craftsman to make a god from it, a little g-god. Then they bow, they bow down to it and worship it. They carry it around on their shoulders, and when they set it down, it stays there. It can't even move. And when someone prays to it, there's no answer. Would you like to be able to pray to a god that couldn't do anything? Oh, useless. It can't rescue anyone from trouble. Do not forget this. Keep it in mind. Remember this, you guilty ones. Remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. There he says it again. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass for whatever I, I do, for I do whatever I wish. I will call a swift bird of prey from the east, a leader from a distant land to come and do my bidding. Sounds like Cyrus and Donald Trump. I have said I would do, or I have said what I would do, and I will do it. Listen to me, you stubborn people who are so far from doing right. I am ready to set things right. 
not in the distant future, but right now. He says, I am ready to save Jerusalem and show my glory to Israel. Chapter 47. Come down, virgin daughter of Babylon, and sit in the dust, for your days of sitting on a throne have ended. O daughter of Babylon, never again will you be a lovely princess, tender and delicate. Take heavy millstones and grind flour. Remove your veil and strip off your robe. Expose yourself to public view. You will be naked and uh, burdened with shame. I will take vengeance against you without pity. Our Redeemer, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies, is the Holy One of Israel. O beautiful Babylon, sit now in darkness and silence. Never again will you be known as the Queen of Kingdoms. For I was angry with my chosen people, that would be Israel, and punished them by letting them fall into your hands, Babylon. Well, now, who is Babylon today? Turkey, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Yemen, Oman, maybe parts of Egypt, Cyprus, maybe Iran. That would be my guess. That's about where King Nebuchadnezzar ruled in the olden days, ruled Babylon. But you, Babylon, showed them, that is, Israel, no mercy. You oppressed even the elderly. You said, I will reign as a queen forever, queen of the world. Did you not reflect your actions, reflect on your actions, or think about their consequences? Listen to this, you pleasure-loving kingdom. Now that sounds like Saudi to me. Living at ease and feeling secure and saying, I am the only one and there is no other. I will never be a widow or lose children. Well, God says, both of these things will come upon you in a moment, widowhood and loss of your children. Yes, these calamities will come upon you despite your witchcraft and magic. You felt secure in your wickedness. No one sees me, you said. But your wisdom and knowledge have led you astray. You said, I am the only one and there is no other. So disaster will overtake you and you won't be able to charm it away. Calamity will fall upon you and you won't be able to buy your way out of this one. A catastrophe will strike you suddenly one for which you are not prepared. Let me just interject something here. When this comes down to it, prepping will be silly. It will be silly. There's no way to prepare for this. Now use your your magical charms, verse 12. Use the spells you have worked at all these years. Use the spells you have worked at all these years. That'd be a better way to read that. Maybe they will do you some good. He's mocking, it sounds to me like. Maybe they can make someone afraid of you. All the advice you received has made you tired. Where are 
your, all your astrologers and stargazers who make predictions each month. <laughs> Go to any store, you can find them. Let them stand up and save you from what the future holds. But they are like straw burning in a fire. They cannot save themselves from the flame. You will not, or you will get no help from them at all. Their hearth is no place to sit for warmth, and all your friends, those with whom you've always done business since childhood, will go their own ways, turning a deaf ear to your cries. Now, it doesn't look good for Babylon in that area. To me, it doesn't look good at all. Then chapter 48 reads like this. Listen to me, O family of Jacob, you who are called by the name of Israel and born into the family of Judah. Listen, you who take oaths in the name of the Lord and call upon the God of Israel. You don't keep your promises, even though you call yourself the holy city and talk about depending on the God of Israel, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. Long ago I told you what was going to happen, then suddenly I took action and all my predictions came true. For I know how stubborn and obstinate you are. Your necks are as unbending as iron. Your heads are as hard as bronze. That is why I told you what would happen. I told you beforehand what I was going to do. Then you could never say, my idols did this. <laughs> yeah, right. My wooden image and metal god commanded it to happen. It can't. They're blind and dumb. They can't do anything. You have heard my predictions and seen them fulfilled, but you refuse to admit it. Now I will tell you new things, secrets, that you have not heard. They are brand new, not things from the past. So you cannot say, we knew it all the time. Yes, I will tell you of things that are entirely new, things that you never heard before. That's what I like to do on this podcast. For I know so well what traitors you are. You have been re uh, rebels from birth. Yet for my own sake and for the honor of my name, I will hold back my anger and not wipe you out. Whoa. I have refined you, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. I will rescue you for my sake, yes, for my own sake. I will not let my reputation be tarnished. I will not share my glory with idols. Listen to me, O family of Jacob, Israel, my chosen one. I alone alone am God, the first and the last. It was my hand that laid the foundations of the earth, my right hand that spread out the heavens above. When I called out the stars, they all appear in order. Have any of your idols ever told you this? Come, all of you, and listen. The Lord has chosen Cyrus, and if I would interject, Donald Trump, as his ally. He will use him to put an end to the empire of Babylon and destroy the Babylonian armies. Wow. I have said it. I am calling Cyrus. 
I send him on this errand and will help him succeed. Come closer and listen to this. From the beginning I have told you plainly what would happen. Now the Sovereign Lord and His Spirit have sent me with this message. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am your God who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the paths you should follow. Oh, that you had listened to my commands. Then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves of the sea. Your descendants would have been like the sands along the seashore, way too many to count. There would have been no need for your destruction or for cutting off your family name. Yet now, even now, be free from your captivity. Leave the ba- uh, leave Babylon and the Babylonians. Sing out this message. Shout it to the ends of the earth. The Lord has redeemed his servants, the people of Israel. They were not thirsty when he led them through the desert. He divided the rock and water gushed out for them to drink. But there is, there is no peace for the wicked, says the Lord. I'm going to stop right there. I hope this has help, uh, been helpful and interesting. I'm not saying this is 100%. Uh, as far as my interjections of the name of Donald Trump, but surely his hand is on him. I pray for his protection every single day for as many, many enemies. I hope you do the same. You can go to my website, itellwhy.com, and read my books and stuff there, lots of videos and such. Anyway, till next time, I'm Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Have a good day.